Welcome one and all. This is Robert Rogers. I'm the founder of Parkinson's Recovery and have been conducting research on all of the many different therapies and treatments and modalities that are helping individuals reverse their symptoms. I've had a number of questions over the years from individuals who basically ask, what are treatments that will work for tremors? Now, my focus has generally been on all of the symptoms associated with Parkinson's disease, but given the number of inquiries I've had with regard to that particular question, I decided to go back, listen to many of the interviews that I have had with the experts, and literally extract all of the good ideas that I've heard over the last decade from individuals that will help basically calm and sedate tremors. So this program is going to provide to you basically some of the highlights of a book. The title of the new book is Treatments for Tremors. In the program today, I'm going to really highlight some of the fascinating insights I was deriving in my research after really focusing on that one single question. So we're really looking at that one particular symptom, not necessarily the others, and asking the question, well, what is it that will really help calm and sedate those particular tremors? So I'm going to basically discuss some supplements, essential oils, herbs, some foods, uh, some of the other therapies such as mindfulness and meditation that really have people report are making a huge difference and really uh, elaborate on those for you so you'll be able to take action after you listen to this particular program today. What I want to first make sure that I highlight for all of you who are connecting in would be some of what I've discovered about what will really facilitate the sedating and calming of tremors when it comes to supplements and medicines and that kind of thing. Now, in the Jumpstart program, we really talk quite a bit about how it's important to get the bad stuff out of your body. But the fact is that when a person is experiencing troubling tremors, there's a vicious cycle that kicks in. What happens is stress basically aggravates the tremor, and when the tremor gets worse, that creates even more stress. So you get even more stress than you were before simply because the tremor is getting so awfully debilitating. So I believe that it's really useful to be able to get some ways that are useful for you of being able to calm and sedate your tremors so that you can kick yourself out of that vicious cycle. In other words, you reverse what I'm sure to many of you is a familiar kind of an experience where, yeah, this is a stressful day and all of a sudden the tremor is getting worse and worse and then you begin to really worry and stress out about the fact that you're stressed and so, of course, the tremor gets worse. So I believe what's important most of all is to get into the driver's seat and have a toolkit that you can always access when those tremors get to be truly debilitating. So first of all, what I'd like to be able to introduce is something that my guess is many of you are not going to want to hear. So please don't turn me off or cut me off yet. I've got a lot of other suggestions, but at the top of the list... The suggestion that I have for you is to avoid 
eating and ingesting sugar. Now, some people will take that to heart or have taken that to heart, and they'll stop eating any of the sweets that have a lot of sugar in them. And after a couple of days, they say to themselves, well, the tremor is really not, not worse, so uh, it's not going to really make a difference. My research reveals that what happens in the bodies of individuals who are experiencing neurological symptoms is that the body truly gets overwhelmed and overloaded. It can't process everything that needs to be processed. So the toxins tend to build up and they stick like glue at the cellular level. So literally think of the problem as multifaceted, as complicated. The symptoms are being manifested and created and aggravated by a wide variety of factors and conditions. And as it turns out, if you're eating sugar, you're just adding dirt on top of a very high, very dirty pile of dirt. So what you want to do is to reduce the load on your body. And one of the easy ways to do that is to stop eating sugar. My experience with sugar is that I, too, love to eat sweets. And my experience has been that when I stop eating sweets for about 7 days to 10 days, I no longer crave them. And so that might be your experience too. Now, it takes quite a bit of focus and discipline to lay off of anything that's uh, sugary sweet for about a 7 or a 10-day period. But if you can do that, I think your experience will be similar to mine, is all of a sudden you're not craving the sweets anymore. So give it a try, 7 to 10 days, and see if my experience is much like yours. All of a sudden you're not craving the sweets anymore. And are you lightening the load? on your body when you do just that. Now, the second possibility that I know many of you have heard about is something, a supplement called Macuna. Many people explore this as basically a dopamine supplement. And what you're probably thinking is that what I'm about to do is to suggest Macuna as one of those supplements that you can take to calm your tremors. I have a surprise for you. I'm not going to suggest that. What I'm going to say is I think you're going to probably be just as well off to avoid Macuna. Here's my experience in terms of talking to hundreds of individuals. I'll have a person who will tell me that they found a brand of Macuna and it was working beautifully for them for the first dose that they received. They ordered a second dose. The second dose came in. They started taking that and zilch, it did absolutely nothing. So they'll call me up and they'll say, I don't get it. I ordered it from the same source, from the same company. The first dose was wonderful. The second dose didn't do a thing for me. What's up with this? My research basically reveals the following. Yes, Macuna is a substance that winds up being a dopamine supplement or a L-dopa supplement, but the fact is that it's only true that it works when it's grown in the wild. That's when it has the energetic charge. These commercial companies grow Macuna in these commercial farms. 
And so they really do not have the energetic charge that you like to be able to see. Now, if you've already found a source of Macuna that works for you, I would say, wonderful, go for it. Do anything that works for you. But as a general rule, when I get questions, and I, I'm here to tell you, I get at least four or five of this same question every week. What's the best source of Macuna? My response, I know, disappoints a lot of people. It is, I really do not know of a source of Macuna that I could really highly recommend. They may do a little bit, but I don't think you're going to get the result that you'd really like to be able to see or experience. Well, what about an alternative to Macuna, something else that you could pursue that I believe you could have some assurance will really help considerably calm and sedate your tremor? My suggestion is to get acquainted with the Fava Bean website that I support through Parkinson's Recovery. On this website, there are all sorts of blog posts from Ant Bean, who is a specialist in being able to invent, for example, Fava Bean tinctures and ways to sprout Fava Beans so that you can actually get uh, a, an incredible infusion of the L-dopa that you need in order for your body to make dopamine. This is natural. It's something that you can do yourself. You're not relying on some other company or resource to make this happen for you. If you like to grow plants, you can grow fava bean plants right inside your own house, and then you can harvest them just like is recommended in the instructions and in the post that you'll find on the fava bean website. If you're not in a locality where you can grow an actual fava bean plant yourself, you can buy some organic fava beans from a health food store or a co-op. You can sprout those, and then you can use the sprouts. There's really a ton of information that we've posted on the Fava Bean website that gives you wonderful resources and help and recipes of foods that really will make a big difference in being able to calm your tremors. Why do I like the idea of Fava Beans so much? Well, quite frankly, the reason is it puts you in the driver's seat. You are the one that is basically figuring out how to do this. So if you're growing your own fava beans and you're creating and manufacturing your own fava bean tincture, how cool is that? Now, Aunt Bean, after she invented her fava bean tincture, she finds that when she puts some drops under her tongue when her symptoms, her tremoring is problematic, that all of a sudden in a matter of a few minutes that actually resolves. So these particular supplements really do work, but you can't buy a fava bean tincture from Antine or certainly not from Parkinson's Recovery. You have to create it and manufacture it yourself. So the resources are there to be able to do this. So if you're thinking Macuna might be a possibility, well, great if you can find a source that works for you. But my recommendation, based on 10 years of going off and on these kinds of recommendations, is to say, well, fava beans really do contain L-DOPA. No, you can't basically bake fava beans into casseroles and expect you're going to get that much return. So just cooking with fava beans is not going to do much for you. But growing them, cutting off the tips of fava beans, creating a tincture 
uh, and and Aunt Bean uses a special form of brandy that she says is what's most useful. And of course, if alcohol is a problem, that's not going to be an option. But you could sprout organic fava beans and basically get the benefit from the sprouts. So check out the fava bean website now. For any of the resources that I'm about to recommend to you that we sponsor through Parkinson's Recovery, they're really all very easy to find. The only thing you really have to remember is the main website, because on the main website front page, there are three rows of icons. You click on the little icon, and you're taken to that particular website. So, for example, there's a little icon link to the Fava Bean website. You don't have to remember or even put into your favorites any of these pages. We maintain many pages, but rather just know that you have to be able to be sure and mark as a favorite the main website. And that's also easy to remember. It's www.parkinsonsrecovery.com, the name of who we are. So www.parkinsonsrecovery.com. And again, you'll see on the main page there are ways to link to all of the many websites that we maintain and a ton of other resources as well if you look up onto the menu items. What other supplements then do I recommend based on my scan of these 10 years of pretty intensive interviews with people from all over the world? Well, the next recommendation that I've got when it comes to calming tremors is the recommendation of magnesium, in particular using a magnesium lotion. Most people these days, people who experience Parkinson's symptoms and those who don't, have a magnesium deficiency. Now, why is that the case? Well, most of us simply do not get sufficient magnesium in the food that we ingest. And yet, magnesium plays a central and a critical role in facilitating the electrical cell signaling in the body. And tremors, unfortunately, can be the consequence for individuals who do have a magnesium deficiency. So some people think of magnesium as something that has to be taken by mouth. I personally put magnesium lotion on my skin after each and every shower I take daily. I put it on my legs. I put it on my arms. I put it all over my body. I think everyone has a magnesium deficiency, so I'm not recommending this just because you might be currently experiencing tremors. I'm recommending this for your family members, your friends, your spouses, and anybody that you might know. The fact is that we all need to supplement our bodies with a little extra magnesium. Now, what else might be something that I would recommend when it comes to supplements or medicines? Now, as it turns out, many people, after they begin to learn a little bit about dopamine and how the body naturally manufactures dopamine, they all of a sudden begin to realize that, oh, okay, wait a minute, the body needs L-DOPA in order to make dopamine. Okay, well, let me ask the question, what then does the body need in order to be able to make L-DOPA? And the answer to that is tyrosine. 
So what people do, and, and, you know, it's really a very clever kind of a thing. They go to the health food store, and they begin taking tyrosine as a regular kind of a regimen. Because, again, if you don't have enough tyrosine, then obviously if you think of the causal chain, then you're not going to be able to get enough dopamine in your body. All right, now, you can back up these causal chains step after step after step. So what I want to invite everybody to do is to begin to think more complexly about what the body really has to do minute by minute and second by second in terms of keeping us functioning. So the next question that I've got for you is, okay, tyrosine, right? The body needs tyrosine. It's critical to dopamine. All right. What is really necessary and needed for the body to be able to manufacture tyrosine? As as it turns out, tyrosine needs NADH in order to be able for it to be able to function in the body. So you see there's this long link of causal chains in the body. And so the question turns out, well, wait a minute, you can't take all of that. And if you do, it's going to wind up putting a lot of things out of balance. So what I've come to conclude is the following. I think it probably makes sense just by way of experimentation to, of course, talk with your doctor about any additional medicines or supplements or herbs that you're going to decide to take. But I think it makes sense to go ahead and give NADH a trial run. Some of the earlier interviews that I did nine years ago with Stephen Folks, who was an extensive researcher on Parkinson, said something to me that was quite remarkable. He said, well, he's discovered that 40% of the people respond beautifully when they take NADH, and 60% don't. Well, that makes sense because the causes of Parkinson's are obviously complicated and multifaceted. And then I said, well, uh, Stephen, and he's not a medical doctor, but I said, well, how much are people supposed to take? And his answer, take it for what it's worth as well. It's not going to harm you, so you can take as much as you want. (laughs) Remember, anything you do needs to be uh, consulted with your doctor, your medical doctor. So I wouldn't take that to heart. But what I would say is consider the possibility if you are not exploring NADH that that might be a supplement that you just might want to talk with your doctor about. Now, the next supplement that I want to discuss as a possibility is glutathione. Now, many of you probably know about glutathione. You may be on supplements now. The issue with glutathione, as many of you are probably well aware of, is that there's a blood-brain barrier that prohibits uh, any kind of ingestion of a direct glutathione substance into the digestive system to be able to transfer into the brain. And so a lot of these glutathione supplements are really wasting your money down the toilet. Now, there are glutathione IV injections, and some medical doctors have discovered that these do result in providing some relief, at least temporary relief, for individuals. There is a downside to the glutathione in injections, and that is that typically they're given three times a week, so you have to get into your car or into some kind of transportation system and get over to the doctor's office three times a week. That's a lot of trouble and a lot of stress just to make that happen. And by the way, it's a lot of money, too, so you're talking about a high-cost therapy. And from what I understand from interviewing people who've had this therapy and who've had pursued it for several months, that after that, while they were doing it, yes, it was great. It provided wonderful relief. But guess what? After they stopped it because it was cost prohibitive, 
the symptoms tend to percolate back up. So what's the alternative to these infusions through an IV at a medical doctor? And as it turns out, Dr. Lori Mishley, who's this marvelous researcher and a naturopath doctor in Seattle, Washington, recommends a nasal glutathione applicator. So basically you spray the glutathione uh, up your nostril. And that then goes directly to uh, the brain. So uh, if you're doing glutathione now and you're not getting much of a result, again, I think I've explained the reason for that. And I'd recommend that you talk with your doctor about the nasal applicator. And better yet, listen to my radio show with Lori Mishley, who's doing, who's done extensive research on this nasal applicator. Um, that I think you're going to find that is a basing building block of the body. And we do know from research that most people who experience Parkinson's symptoms and in particular tremors have a severe deficiency in glutathione. That's why the energy level is so terribly low. Now, the next possible substance, and perhaps one of the most controversial, winds up being CoQ10. Now, if you've done any research about this, you might have been just overwhelmed by the contradictions, and I certainly have found uh, that that's been the case for me. You read some studies that have been done, even with people with Parkinson's using CoQ10, and the reports are, well, it doesn't really make a difference. And when I saw the most recent study that was done with CoQ10, and the result was, no, it shows that it really doesn't make a difference, um, I actually emailed the researcher because in the actual report, they did not report what type of CoQ10 they used. So I just asked the question. I said, could you please provide me with the information about what brand of CoQ10 you used? I received no response. No response at all. And I thought, wow, that's interesting. No response. Look at the theory behind what CoQ10 do. We know that people with the symptoms of Parkinson's have insufficient levels of ATP. Now, that's critical to the functioning of anybody's body. But people uh, with Parkinson's have a 44% reduction in symptoms when they take a CoQ supplement that is a high quality supplement. So the key is that CoQ10 is pretty expensive. And so what people will do is they'll say, oh, okay, all right, I'll be convinced that uh, based on the theory behind the essential contribution of CoQ10 to our health, and by the way, cardiac health in particular, I'll go ahead and give that a try. They begin to look and see, wow, the cost of this is really high, so I'll go and I'll get the cheapest that I can find. Well, folks, you're basically wasting your money, you're pouring it down the toilet, and you're putting into your body something that your body just has to get rid of. So if you're going to do CoQ10, the fact is that you have to go to the most expensive CoQ10, and the best, according to Dr. Mishley, is a wafer type of CoQ10. And uh, so I would recommend that basically um, if, you're, if you're disappointed with the results of CoQ10, I'm guessing it's probably because you're getting a quality that really is not doing the trick. 
And what you'll want to do is to uh, pursue this if you decide with your in consulting with your doctor that it's something you you do want to do is uh, consider getting your CoQ10 from Douglas Labs. They offer a wafer version of CoQ10, which they call Q-Melt, M-E-L-T. So you put it under your tongue. Uh, Deborah and I have acquired that in previous months, and it's quite delicious, actually, when you put it under your tongue. And we, we feel an instant result from taking that. So CoQ10, uh, I know that some researchers or some medical professionals are hesitant to recommend this. Your doctor may have recommended this as something, and again, if you've gone out and gotten the low cost, my guess is you were disappointed in the outcome. So go the other direction. Go the high quality. Be willing to invest extra money. And again, if you're taking regular doses of CoQ10, you're talking about a couple of hundred dollars a month at least. So you might be cautious about whether or not you want to pursue that particular therapy. But again, especially if you're incurring any kind of cardiac challenges at all, I would strongly recommend that anybody take CoQ10. That's going to make a huge difference for your body's ability to heal whatever imbalances exist. Well, I think it's uh, it's unwise for anybody to pour a lot of supplements into their body, especially if their digestive system is compromised. But guess what? I've got one more supplement for you to consider. And, um, and I've really pared down all of these ideas after listening to all of these interviews and doing my own research. But, but I am not hesitant at all to recommend that you consider SAM. E, that's S-A-M-E. People who experience Parkinson's symptoms and tremors tend to be extremely low in SAM-E. Okay, now, why is that? Okay, hold on to your seats. If you're taking levodopa, levodopa depletes SAM-E in the body relatively quickly. And we're talking here in the matter of a few hours rather than a few months. Now, SAM-E is responsible for a multitude of essential functions in the body, which include, by the way, boosting levels of glutathione. So before even thinking about getting a nasal applicator for glutathione, a first step may be to consider getting SAM-E and seeing if that doesn't boost up your levels of glutathione. It is a protective agent for a liver that has been inundated with too many toxins. Okay, now think about it. We know that toxins create these neurological problems. We know that people who experience tremors probably have livers that have a lot of toxins in them. So if you're taking SAM-E, it will really be a comfort for your liver's ability to get rid of more and more of the toxins that are stored in that particular organ. Well, let me just preview for you some of the basic functions that SAM-E as a substance perform in the body. Now, it's a natural substance. It's not something that's external or molecular or uh, manufactured uh, by some facility that's not natural to the body. So SAMe boosts the high-energy molecules. 
And best of all, as far as tremors are concerned, it protects the body against the terribly harmful effects of stress. It, get, get, get this now, it recharges the neurological system. Now, if you're having any difficulty with the clarity of your thinking, it sharpens mental clarity. It enhances concentration. It allows you to hold your attention to tasks. So if you're a person who tends to start a task, but you get diverted pretty easily, you'll be able to stay on task if you begin to take this SAM-E. And best of all, it heightens pleasure. So the pleasure we get from taking a walk or from eating a delicious meal. Now, the final reason why I think SAM-E is so helpful is people who experience troubling tremors, will find that they get stress, the stress causes tremors, the tremors causes stress, and that creates a lot of depression. I mean, the feeling is you're not in control of your own body. There's nothing you can do to address this problem, so you get depressed. Well, guess what? SAM-E is a natural antidepressant. Now, it doesn't get better than that as far as I'm concerned. So when you look at the issues that you may experience or have confronted now or in the past, SAMe actually does address many of those. It's one of those fundamental building blocks of the body. Now, I've learned all about SAMe from my interview with Dr. Richard Brown, a medical doctor, researcher. He's seen hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people with Parkinson's, so that's really been one of his specialties. And he's discovered that SAMe makes a huge difference. Now, one of the email newsletters that I planned on sending out is basically going to say to individuals who are experiencing terribly debilitating symptoms, symptoms that are such that they can't walk, they can't function, they're having trouble eating, their doctor might might have said, well, these are the end days, or their family may be thinking that. Dr. Brown had these amazing stories of people who came to him who had been told just that, that, oh, you know, might as well give up hope because all the Parkinson's medications are no longer working, we have nothing else to offer to you. Well, they came to Dr. Brown, he started them on SAM-E, and some of his stories were really mind-boggling, quite frankly. It's like, whoa! So people who were told that they only had six uh, months or six weeks to live, all of a sudden they're, they're back on track and they're able to function fully and completely and live their life to the fullest. Now, that's an amazing story, and I don't want to suggest to anybody that that's going to happen to everybody, but, of course, everybody's body is different. We don't know that's the case. But I do know that's what he said on his program, and I have great respect for his abilities, for his research, and for his insights. And so that's a radio show that's well worth listening to. Uh, We aired it several years ago, but it is rich in terms of the information that he actually provided This is Robert Rogers. I'm the founder of Parkinson's Recovery. Now, much of what I'm talking about today really addresses the healing of symptoms. And as it turns out, much of my work has turned over the last several months and years on healing from the inside out, identifying the causes of the symptoms And then, after you know what the causes are, engaging a set of therapies and treatments that address those particular causes. 
I've realized from interviewing hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands of people with Parkinson's, that trauma lies at the foundation of these issues. Stress is a leading character in the drama. Toxins are a key factor for most people. And finally, something you may not be aware of, but entanglements in family systems also are a primary factor. People who do all the right things, they eat the right food, they get the exercise, they're doing all the therapies that are supposed to make a difference, oftentimes don't see a full reversal of their symptoms. Well, the reason is that there remains some healing that is needed from the inside out. In other words, traumas need to be released now and forevermore. Stress needs to be brought under full and complete control moment by moment. Toxins need to be released rather than held like glue at the cellular level. And entanglements and family systems need to be acknowledged, recognized, and cleared. Now, when all of that happens, the magical result is that there is then the opportunity for all symptoms, whatever they might exist, to eventually clear up. Now, the symptoms are physical in nature. What I'm just discussing is the underlying foundational reasons why these symptoms actually occur. That's why I invented and created and designed the Jumpstart to Recovery program. Now, we have two different types of programs. One of the programs is a hands-on, live kind of a workshop. We'll be doing one of those later in the fall and announcing that here in the next week or two. But the other program that has met with wild and wonderful reviews is the distance-based program, Jumpstart to Recovery. I believe that the critical pathway to recovery involves everyone taking control of their own health and their own recovery program. And so I provide the tools and the foundations to do just that. Jumpstart to recovery. Now, I want to pursue my discussion of various possibilities that you can consider for getting some relief uh, from your tremors that I've discovered. And all of these are, are discussed in some considerable detail, of course, in the new book, A Treatment for Tremors, that I'm going to be releasing here in the next week or so. Now, when you when it comes to herbs, there are some herbs um, that, as it turns out, tend to provide some wonderful relief from tremors. But the one thing that I want everyone to understand and acknowledge is just because it's an herb doesn't mean that it's not a medicine. So a lot of people kind of segment. They think, well, I'm taking cinnamon. And now I'm going to start taking these herbs, and the herbs are different from the sentiment. Well, they're, they're both doing the same thing. So when you make a decision to begin to take a lot of herbal remedies for tremors, you have to remember that that's something you want to be sure to talk with your doctor about because you're basically giving an infusion to your body in one way or another of some uh, dopamine, which means that that's the same thing that the sentiment is designed to do. So you're going to likely need less of the sentiment, and you'll need to be having some pretty serious and continuous discussions with your doctor about what you're taking as supplements and what the sentiment is doing. Now, if you decide that you do want to begin to take some herbal uh, supplements in order to reduce the medications, uh, prescription medications that might have been prescribed by your neurologist, and your neurologist basically says, well, you can't do that or you don't want to do that, 
Well, if you feel like you do want to do that, I just want to recommend, gosh, there are other doctors, there are other neurologists that will work with you in that regard. So you might want to just explore and find another doctor who is willing to work with you. Uh, and I do know there are doctors that refuse to uh, deal with anything having to do with herbal medicines. I do want to say that I understand the reason for that. Medical doctors are specialists in prescription medications and their side effects. That's really what they do. They prescribe prescription medications. Now, that's no minor feat. It takes a lot of training, a lot of education to learn all about these medicines, what they do, and and when they ought to be recommended to a patient. So they spend years in medical school learning all of that. And then if you begin to ask them to learn a little bit about all of these other natural remedies, that's a lot to ask anybody. And furthermore, one of the reasons why some neurologists and medical doctors are hesitant to say anything about, for example, herbal medicines or other kinds of treatments is that it may be uh, that they're going to incur some kind of legal liability. <laughs> I mean, they, they might feel as though they don't, they're not, they're not literally licensed to make recommendations for anything other than these prescription medicines. So you see, some uh, medical uh, professionals, for understandable reasons, are concerned about liability. So just understand, if your doctor is hesitant to work with you, there are some reasons for that. There are understandable reasons. But again, there are other doctors. There are holistic neurologists who practice, there are naturopath doctors, there are medical doctors who look at treatment from a more holistic perspective, so it may be you want to just back up, and if you want to pursue some of these herbal treatments or these other recommendations that I've made, you might want to find another doctor to work with. Now, some of the herbs uh, that I've discovered in my research are going to sound probably pretty foreign to you. Um, one of the most interesting ones that I think probably has the biggest possibility of offering relief is something called oat straw, O-A-T, and the second word is straw, S-T-R-A-W. Oat straw is oftentimes helpful for tremors, and it does not cause drowsiness. Uh, a lot of the kinds of herbs that are recommended for tremors will actually create some drowsiness. They are antispasmodic, but they also sedate you. And that's not something you want. You know, you don't want to be going to sleep throughout the day or certainly while you're driving. So oat straw is what horses eat when you look at them in fields. Basically, they take the dried uh, stems and uh, they create this particular herb. And it's used for a wide range of nervous conditions, not just tremor. It has also uh, been shown to help with ex exhaustion and also related to issues with neurological pains, insomnia, and even it's used for multiple sclerosis. So oat straw is something you might want to talk with your doctor about as a possibility. Uh, of course, you'll have to get that at a health food store or uh, at a co-op. Now, another possibility that I want to recommend, and I guess there's a huge long list of possibilities for herbs, but I want to just mention one other since we're just really covering the highlights, is barley malt 
extract. That's B-A-R-L-E-Y. And the second word is malt, M-A-L-T. And then the third word is extract. And the uh, interview that I had with Andrew Bentley, who is this marvelous herbalist in Lexington, Kentucky, said that he had been getting some really good results with people with uh, Parkinson's. So explore that also I want to recommend as a possible herb that you might want to take. And, of course, one of the reasons why herbs might be so terribly useful and helpful is that if you're taking them along with some kind of prescription meds, it may be that you'll be able to reduce the dosage of your prescription medications and not have to take as much. As I'm sure all of you are well aware, the consequence of the prescription medications is that over time you do have to take higher and higher doses more frequently and that for some people it gets to the point where the medicines just aren't working for them. So it may be that supplementing your sentiment with some of these herbs might actually provide a reduction in the sentiment that you actually take. And again, I want to stress that's uh, the kind, those are the kind of decisions that you want to be sure to discuss with your doctor and uh, make them mindfully and carefully uh, day in and day out. And maybe the dosages need to be adjusted given the response that your body is giving to you. One of the skills that we uh, introduce and we have a considerable support information is muscle testing. For those of you that don't know about it, it's a wonderful method that you can use for making decisions about how much of a dose to take of any particular medicine. You can, you can muscle test how much of a dose you should take. Or whether, for example, you ought to take barley malt extract and oat straw as supplements that will help reduce your tremors. So it's one thing to look at the evidence. It's one thing to do interviews with the experts. It's one thing to listen to me and make, you know, hear me make some suggestions. But the best answers you're going to ever get to any of this is to ask your body. And you do that through muscle testing. Again, that's something that we certainly introduce in Jumpstart to Recovery. It's a technology that many, many medical professionals use today. Naturopath doctors uh, use this as a standard way of making decisions about what to prescribe for their patients. So it's something I like because you can muscle test yourself. You don't have to pay someone else to do it for you. So you can learn some ways of muscle testing anything at any time and then get the answers that you need and then uh, and act accordingly. So I think muscle testing is a way to sort through some of these uh, sorts of issues. Okay, we've talked about herbs. We've talked about supplements. There are also essential oils. Now, many of you may not have thought about essential oils as a possible strategy for basically getting relief from tremors, but essential oils are delicious in terms of what they can do for neurological conditions. Um, relatively speaking, uh, it may look like a bottle of essential oil that's a high-quality bottle. Uh, it costs a lot. It could be 70 or $80, but it can last a very, very long time. Now, similar to what I was discussing when it came to CoQ10, when it comes to essential oils, if all of a sudden you decide you want to get an essential oil to be able to get some relief from your tremors and you go to the, let's say, uh, pharmacy or drugstore, I'm here to tell you that my guess is whatever oils they have to offer do not have the quality they're going to give you much result. You need to get a high-quality essential oil. Now, the one high-quality essential oil that I 
do know of, because I have considerable personal experience with it, is Young Essential Oils. And the one person that I know is the expert on essential oils and, a, and who has been a good friend is Jean Oswald. She's a nurse. She practices in New York. And she really is an expert in knowing which of these essential oils can address the symptoms that you are experiencing. Frankincense is one that can make a big difference. And she's got other blends that she recommends for tremors. I recommend that you basically get a consultation with Jean, and she can also uh, actually provide, she can sell you these essential oils because I think she's a distributor. But she's a, a marvelous human being. She's a registered nurse, and this is one of the things that she's doing to help people really get well. So consider contacting her. Uh, her website is Compassionate Consulting, and again, her name is Jean, J-E-A-N, her last name is Oswald, O-S-W-A-L-D. At a minimum, uh, if you don't want to go to a full-blown consultation, you could simply call and order uh, some frankincense, uh, and you might be surprised at the result that you actually get in terms of getting a relief from your symptoms. Now, one of the kinds of recommendations that I've got for you for calming your tremors is probably the most important. Now, the ones that we've suggested uh, can give some pretty immediate uh, result, but in order to be able to see a demonstrative reduction and relief in a tremor, you really have to begin to be thinking about healing from the inside out, just like what we talk about in Jumpstart to Recovery. Now, I believe that one of the two therapies or two of the therapies that really offer the, the best possibility of giving you some long-term healing are the disciplines of Tai Chi and Qi Gong. Now, they're different in a lot of respects. Uh, if you really begin to study Tai Chi, there are lots of different forms of Tai Chi. If you look at Qigong, there's lots of different forms of Qigong. It's really very complex. These have both been around for thousands of years. They originated in the East, so this is nothing new. One thing that I want to stress is anything that's been around for thousands of years obviously is helping people. So you're not looking at therapies that were just invented or created a few years ago. These are ones that have been around for many, many years. Now, why do I recommend these without any hesitation at all? And the answer is because for each of these, I know individuals that have reported to me they've received incredible relief from their symptoms. And I actually, two of the people that I know quite well personally are amazing individuals. Now, when it comes to Tai Chi, the person that I know personally and that I have seen actually practice Tai Chi is Danny Loney, L-O-N-E-Y. And uh, Danny uh, has a, we have a little book on Tai Chi and Danny Loney. He tells his story about he how he found Tai Chi as a solution for him in addressing his own Parkinson's symptoms. Danny was one of the presenters at the Parkinson's Recovery Cruise that we sponsored about four years ago. We had a marvelous group of people, and we all went up to Alaska. And Danny demonstrated for everyone 
his own practice of Tai Chi and gave people lessons in, in, in Tai Chi. It's, a, it's amazing work. And when I saw him do his Tai Chi, I'm here to tell you it's, it's absolutely stunning to watch him do it. There, are, there is no evidence of symptoms at all, zero. And, of course, that's what he uses to be able to calm down his body. Now, Tai Chi is a method that involves slow and deliberate movements. So I don't recommend anything that's fast and aggressive. I recommend rather anything where you're moving your body mindfully and very, very slowly, which is exactly what Tai Chi is all about. Now, I have a little quote from Danny that I want to read because it's really a marvelous quote. He said, and this is in the interview of the little book that we published of him, and by the way, there's an interview, a full-blown interview of him on the radio show program. All the radio shows are archived, so you could listen to my full and complete interview with Danny. But he said during that interview, quote, I could continue running around and spending lots of money looking for a cure or take responsibility for my own health and get on with it. Now, for Danny, he says, quote, I already possess the necessary tools for dealing with Parkinson's. They had been there from the beginning. In other words, Danny had been a Tai Chi master before he developed his Parkinson's symptoms. And then for various reasons that may be familiar with many of you, he decided, well, I think that what I need to do is just dump this out. These symptoms are too troubling. And he put it aside for quite a while. But when he returned to it, he found that that was his answer for calming the stress and the tension inside his body. So what is Tai Chi? It's an internal martial art form that uses the mind to control the movements of the body. In other words, it helps you become aware of your body and the integration of each part with the whole. So it's a marvelous, a delightful kind of a way for you to integrate all of the disjunctions in your body and to heal the neurological imbalances. So consider Tai Chi. Now, there are lots of ways to learn it. You can get DVDs and videos. You can go to classes. But the most important thing to realize is that if you decide, okay, Rogers said Tai Chi, I'm going to go to a workshop. You go to a workshop and you think to yourself, well, that was really great. That was helpful. My symptoms are better. But when you get home, you do not do Tai Chi. It's not going to help. Tai Chi is not going to be a solution for you. So what you have to realize is if you engage any of these therapies, you really do have to stick with it because this is healing not from the outside in. You're not treating symptoms. You are basically helping yourself heal from the inside out when you do Tai Chi on a regular basis. So to be able to really get some result from this particular therapy, yes, you do have it have to do it regularly, at least three or four times a week, and I would recommend in the beginning every single day for at least 20 or 30 minutes. Now, the second particular therapy, and again, I, I think of this as a companion therapy, but of course, if you uh, talk with somebody who does Tai Chi, they're not going to recognize any similarity of Tai Chi to Qi Gong. But as a person who kind of looks at the big picture, I look at them as somewhat similar, although obviously very different. Now, Bianca Mole 
is really provided incredible leadership for many, many individuals out there because she discovered Qigong was her solution to being able to calm and sedate her own tremors and her own symptoms. Now, in the very beginning, she she writes in the book that we released of her experience, the worst tremor was in my left hand, and I am left-handed. And she also reports that I also had tremor activity on the right side. So in the initial stages, she had tremoring in addition to a long list of other very troubling symptoms. Now, Bianca did not know anything about Qigong when she developed the symptoms of Parkinson's. That was foreign to her. So if you're thinking to yourself, I've never heard of that, that sounds pretty strange. Well, it did sound strange to her. But she went to a workshop that was sponsored by Ming Tong Gu, and she found that that was her answer. And I, I don't mean after that workshop, bingo, she was symptom-free. That's not the way it works. She had to begin developing a focused and a disciplined practice of Qigong in order to be able to see a complete and total reversal of her symptoms. Now, she does coaching for people, so she's a wonderful resource for those of you who want to learn more about Qigong. Bianca Mole is a marvelous resource in this regard. A second person who's found similar wonderful results using Qigong is uh, Bill Bullock. And Bill was a guest on my radio show just last week, so be sure to listen to that show as well. Bill is also a wonderful resource. He found that that was a solution for his Parkinson's symptoms, and he now teaches Qigong to others. And again, uh, Ming Tong Gu is also his master. So after making my pitch for Qigong, uh, let me also just explain a general preview of what it is. The ancient Chinese believed that almost all disease was caused by a blockage of energy. So the theory is that illness will disappear by getting energy to move through the body freely. Now, the energy that they're talking about is unseen. It's not actually seen energy. The physical, according to the Chinese viewpoint, is only about 4% of who we are. 96% is actually the energy that's running through our body. So the Qigong is a method for allowing those blockages to literally be blown out and for that energy to move more freely through your body. So you have a couple of marvelous resources you can draw on to be able to get all the support that you need uh, to be able to learn more about Qigong. And that would be from Bianca Mole and also from Bill Bullock. And, of course, for Tai Chi, the resource that I have for you to go to, the go-to person for Tai Chi and Parkinson's is Danny Loney. He now uh, offers classes for Tai Chi, I think, throughout Israel and Europe as well. So both uh, uh, both of these methods, both of these therapies, I think uh, I would recommend without hesitation. Now, I would not do both of them. I would uh, select one, and I would focus my energies on on practicing each of them. In each of them, you go through regular routines. So each time you're not doing anything differently. You you learn the same routine, and you learn how to center and balance and quiet your body. And of course, as a result, the tremors are also uh, resolving. Uh, so two therapies that I think are marvelous possibilities. 
there has now been research on Tai Chi that is stunning, quite frankly. And so if you're asking, okay, you've got a few people that have uh, been able to come out and tell their stories, uh, is this really something that research proves helps? And the answer is yes, research shows. It's actually far better than medicines or supplements or herbs. So consider Tai Chi or Qigong as two particular methodologies that can really provide wonderful relief. Now, the final suggestion that I want you to seriously consider is mindfulness. Now, that's kind of a buzzword today, and that might put you off, because a lot of people are out there talking about mindfulness and how important it is. But the research on Parkinson's also reports that mindfulness is huge. The people who even take a little bit of mindfulness seriously see a significant reduction in their symptoms. So if you're looking to get relief from tremors, then mindfulness, I think, is one practice that can really pay off. Now, I believed so much in this particular approach that I wrote, I actually recorded over an entire year, a whole series of 60 different mindfulness practices. Why did I do this? Well, I did it for people with Parkinson's, but I did it for myself as well. I realized I wasn't as mindful as I needed to be. I was not attentive to the present like I needed to be. I was always anticipating the future and planning and figuring out what I was doing. Or I was spending all of my time thinking about past actions that I regret or actions that I didn't take that I wished I had taken. In other words, I'm stressing myself out over things that have already happened, or I'm stressing myself out over events that probably will never occur, instead of simply being in the present. So I invented these 60 different exercises and then applied them to people who currently experience Parkinson's symptoms. It's called the Mindfulness Series. And that's also included in the Jumpstart to Recovery program because I believe it's so foundational for people to be able to get that kind of orientation. So mindfulness is a pretty fancy word that simply means learning how to live in the present and only the present. No dramas need to be played out. When you're playing out dramas, clearly what's happening is you're talking about something that happened in the past. With mindfulness, you are in the present, and when you're in the present, guess what? Stress is almost never an issue. Now, if you're in the present and you're walking in the woods and all of a sudden a bear appears 30 yards out, yes, if you're in the present, stress is going to rear his ugly head. But how often do you walk down a path and a bear appears? That's only happened to me once in my lifetime. So living in the present means that stress all of a sudden uh, is brought under control. You're not going to see a relief of tremors until you are able to get the tools you need to bring stress under control. Now notice what I'm discussing here toward the end of the program are these methods that you incorporate into your day-in and day-out life that will get the stress under control, that will allow you to release the trauma. And when that happens, guess what? The neurological system heals. Now, if the tremoring is directly related to stress, that's going to show a pretty quick result. If the tremoring is the result of some 
degradation of the mylon sheaths, it will take some time for your body to build up that covering on your neural network. It takes a little time, even if it's been stripped, even if it's been short-circuited, so to speak. It will take a little time for the body to build that back up. But if you're able to maintain a steady course of centeredness and being present in the moment and stress-free, relatively speaking, the <coughs> fact is that the body has the energy that it needs to be able to rebuild those myelin sheaths. So the fact is that everything is interrelated, and you're the one that is in the driver's seat when you're taking control over making sure that the stress is all of a sudden managed the way it needs to be managed. This is Robert Rogers, and that's what's happening on, you guessed it, the shores of the Puget Sound, where all the women are smart, all the men are handsome, and all the children are truly loved. Know that by virtue of the fact that you have taken the time out today to listen to this radio show program, that you indeed are on the road to recovery. 